Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always updating Assistant that can be called on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests with us. Man, the ghetto legends. That's right. 85 South Show is here. Yes, sir. DC Young Fly Boy's and Carlos poppin'. Miller. Boy, man, now, the first thing DC Young Fly said to Charlemagne was, what are you lighting? Where is it from? And Charlemagne had no clue. I did. That's Palo Santo. It's from, it's, he asked me what tradition is from. I said, I believe it's Mexico. Just doing any damn thing. That's why <laughs> black people in the state of mind now. You talking about take away bad spirits, you bringing them in. Not really. You don't even know what it is. Look at you. <laughs> Carlos told me to light the wood blunt. Follow God. Don't follow the wood and burn wood. This man, thing is crazy, man. Every time I come up here, man, y'all just disappoint me more and more, man. Who bought that ass cake, man? DC just told us follow the wood. You ain't say nothing. <laughs> you say what? DC no. said follow the wood. You ain't say nothing. I said, I said follow the wood. Don't be trying to play with my brother like that, but who y'all bought that ass cake? Y'all into it the most. Y'all had a weird relationship, man. <laughs> Last time he bought me a, a fake ass, so for his birthday, he likes to put his hands in cake as a, you know, some, I guess Lose. it feels good. Don't listen to nothing. So I bought, I bought him an ass cake. Man, both of y'all probably sleep with t-shirts and no drawers on. Both of y'all is out, man. It's a short t-shirt, yeah, too. Yeah, a crop top, no drawers. No Vicky Elliott shirt. Look at Lowe's face. He's trying to process it. 
It's too early for this. No, it's crazy. First of all, it ain't about us, man. Congratulations yes. to y'all, brothers, you, on streaming number one on you, Netflix. Yes. The number one trending show on Netflix yes. was Ghetto Legends. Y'all knocked out Black Mirror. Appreciate right. it. God damn. We just yeah, be chilling, man. man. What does that feel like, man? I mean, you know, we blessed. We just be chilling. Like, even, because I want to ask y'all in the Hollywood, what does that mean, like, on, on, on that side? A huge like, deal. What we did. Listen, I was in France. I was in Cannes, France last mm -hmm. week. Uh, for this thing called Cannes Lions, and basically it's just like a big advertising festival. So right. all the corporations go over there right. and look to see where they're gonna spend their money, and the companies like iHeart and Spotify want the companies to spend with them. Right. When that shit came out, everybody and their mama was talking about y'all. And it was a bunch of people who was like, I never, I never heard of the 85 South show. Y'all debuted at number one and y'all knocked off Black Mirror? Come yeah, on, man. Right. Come yeah. on, man. We just doing Come some on, nigga man. shit. That's huge. That's mm -hmm. huge. That's, that's huge. a big deal. Don't downplay that one. <laughs> no, we ain't no, downplay no, we, ain't we, down just, we just, you know, hearing what y'all saying about what we've been saying for years. So we yeah. just like, okay, thank you. Charge triple. That's what it means. Yeah, most definitely charge triple. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we're going. That's what it means. About to inflate the bag. What made y'all want to do that? What made y'all want to put that out as a Netflix special? Because all of y'all are individual comedians. Right. But why that? Because it got the, it showcased a lot of what we do on the 85 South show. Mm -hmm. It was just like a great promo vehicle. It was like to show the, the elements of the show. Right. And once we looked at the final cut and we saw it, it was like we got the elements of, of the live show. It's just going to be great promo for all the people who've never seen the show. Right. So now they're going to go back and pull up the raw, uncut, the real one. <laughs> so we gave them, we gave them the version for the world. But now they get to come back and see the real. Yeah, you know, all the way. It's the best commercial we could have shot for what we do. You know, what I mean, we've been doing it for so long, but we built up so much content that you know it's kind of hard for people who aren't our core following to even know where to start. That is a great place for people to start. Right. You start there, and then it's easy for you to work your way back through because you didn't fell in love with what we gave the people in regards to the Netflix special. So it worked out perfect. Where was you at when you heard the number one, Chico? Uh, I was in the house with my daughter, man, and she told me. And uh, she goofy, so she was like, yeah, daddy, you got some more money to give me. I was like, hey, <laughs> they got some more money to give us. Like, no cap. But yeah, she was the one that, that told me. And then, you know, we, I don't really, you know, consume a lot of media on television. So, you know, like you said, we really didn't truly understand the impact of going number one so quick because mm -hmm. we assumed that we had the ability to be able to do it, but we didn't know. Like we watched it, it came out, then the next day we were number one in the country over Black Mirror and then it's been like all for six seasons. And once we start doing the research and going back and hearing like the comedy usually doesn't go number one. Mm -hmm. right. Like it doesn't happen on Netflix. So it's a major deal for us to be able to do that. You who, know pro I mean? who approached y'all? Somebody on Netflix? What you mean? Like who approached y'all about doing it? A few we people got friends. over at Netflix. We, we got friends. We, we got, got friends. We, yeah, we, got friends. we just wait to use, you know what I'm saying, and come to the table when it's, when it's right and it makes sense. Everything got to make sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we've we been doing this for a long time, and once the opportunity approached us, we was like, I right, really been negotiating and figuring out what and how we was going to do for about two years. Right. We could have been... Mm -hmm. Did it, whoop man the blam, but we was like, all right, let's just wait it out. We know it's on the table, but we're gonna continue to, to work and you know what I'm saying, try mm -hmm. to figure out what we got going on first. I, I love uh, how y'all focus on the South too, man, because you know, people like to call the South the secondary markets and the chitlin circuit, but y'all cater, y'all super serve where we from. Why was that is that planned? Just because of you like you said, where we from. That's we right. know what, what we didn't get, right. who didn't come through, you know how many. Mm -hmm concerts and tours never stopped in these parts of the dirty south so 
we try to cater to those markets because we those are our people too. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, we want to bring our show from we want to go to New York, then we want to go to Birmingham, and you know, we want to hit every market where our people are. Have right. you guys outgrown Wildin' Out and in, in yes. that whole situation? I said, they, <laughs> <ain't> <laughs> said. they got a good relationship Man. over there. Man. I have. They have. Man, no. They have not. No. Don't put my brothers on the spot no. like that. I'm a, I I'll take the heat. No. No. That's yeah, not I have. I, I didn't outdo nothing. I Not at all. I had no. time at going all. over there you being treated like an employee. <laughs> huh? Go ahead. Ask them as individuals. Ask Call me. Us. Carlos, have ask you them first and they ask me. <laughs> they they good over there. Don't don't put them on the fire. Mm-hmm. They got a way better relationship than, with them people than I do. <laughs> they ain't never had to deal with them folks. They I fired have. you, Lowe. I don't know. <laughs> man, oh, man, man, listen, man. I don't know. Listen, man. Do y'all have these bug. conversations to ask over ass cake when we come up here? Y'all just <laughs> right. immediately say, Since y'all want to do that, Wait how the minute. fuck, Angela? You ain't get the fuck on. Who was hating on her, nigga? You <laughs> right. white nigga and you black nigga. Yeah. Y'all giving niggas ass cakes and shit. What the fuck going on? Yeah, they ain't going to keep doing us like this. Yes. I'm not white. Do you hear yourself, everyone? It's DJ Envy. I'm on DJ Envy. DJ Envy, you went to the BET Awards dressed like an MTV award. I was like, dang, this nigga this man dressed like the Monopoly shoe at the awards. I said, man, Stupid this nigga ass. DJ Envy got on the back of a Capri Sun hosting the red carpet, man. And then you talking about, yeah, I was in France at the festival. I was in Cannes. I was in Cannes, France, with no shoes on with random white men. And then y'all got us coming in here after my man from Slumdog Millionaire, I don't think it's fair <laughs> that you gonna ask my partner and flare him up yeah, like that in the they morning. Know, you they know what time it is. They be triggering me. Yeah, yeah, man. They gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. But we talking about the Netflix special. So wilding out. Have no. you figured out why they fired you yet? Like, no. no, no see, still, I, still see, under I, investigation. I'd never be too, I'd never be too big for wilding out because it's, it's a soft spot in my heart. And to be 100, it's the only TV show that doesn't put us on TV consecutive Lee, like yeah. eight years. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> like eight years. Yeah. I've been featured somewhere else, but hey, you want to hit the bullshit? Carlos, what about you? No, you Lose, don't hear the well, positive listen, shit. DJ Envy, I hate that shit. Lowe's talk listen. that, but he know, man. Like we, we. That's why you know this city is so in New York is so special because oh, we started here with nothing. Like Thanks. you know what I mean? And we got and the opportunity too. and the springboard to go from that show. And as much as the bullshit may and the politics come into play, like we've been blessed to be able to create a situation where we don't had to deal with those politics Facts. so you i know don't I'm, feel the same way no. <laughs> you don't no well i mean i well, i ain't gonna argue with you don't he don't give a fuck he don't win number one he like fuck exactly. that the cat's out the bag <laughs> exactly. i ain't no more bullshit but nah but at the real man we all that's that's just oh, their relationship we we all love while or not you dig what i'm saying no, we because don't. that's the fuck we do nigga. because we were I doing this shit <laughs> Yes, the fuck you gotta we let do. him have it, Fly. I know he went number you one. You now this time. You don't know what I All went right. through. Yeah. <laughs> I love Wildin' Out. Wild I, you know, I wasn't gonna ask nothing about Wildin' Out. I be asked about it. You did. Yeah. You brought it up. You brought it up. Okay. Listen, but we don't talk enough about the business of '85 South, man. Facts. Like, what, what made y'all stop? What made y'all stop taking videos off YouTube and start your own app? Money. <laughs> Keep it. That's real, right? Mm-hmm. They'll find any reason to flag our content or demonetize our content or hide our content in the algorithm. You know how that Absolutely. that works. Right. So it's like we have a core fan base that has, you know that really wants to support us and mm-hmm. see us grow. So we had to try to get out of that, out of the matrix of 
it may go, it may not. So we wanted to make sure that we had our own platform where we could create our own products, our own shows, produce, right? Just throw our ideas out there and we have enough fans and followers that they allowed us the space to create something and support it financially. Mm -hmm. Whose idea was that, to, to invest back into the company to make sure that was solidified? The kings. Mm -hmm. we, no, got, I mean, we got a whole staff mm -hmm. of people. Right. We just have a meeting of the minds and we try to stay ahead of things like this, like with the YouTube and the, and the ad money situation they're going right. through now. So mm -hmm. it's like, we're okay. kind of protected from some of that, but not all of it. Right. That's why I asked you, because y'all was ahead of the curve. And that's you know people think I be hating on YouTube, which I don't, because we use YouTube as well. But everything you just said is why you can't put all your stock in the YouTube. It's right. free. It, it's free. And then, like you it, say. Because it's literally their choice. They can say, They can nope, say how nope, much nope. It, your, your video and your content right. is worth without you putting the value on it. You mm -hmm. dig what I'm saying? Like you said, we love YouTube. We, we appreciate it, but you get to grow. I think once you get to a certain point, you got to grow. And all that content was, was being free and to the public, and then we're all waiting and trying to figure out how much these folks going to pay us. Mm -hmm. We're just like, you know what, let's just create our own app. And not only that, we got the we got the platform to continue to create. Mm -hmm. So now we're like, you know what, let's go back and put people on and actually create shows. Mm -hmm. And now we got our own channel. You know, that's how that's how channels start. Before you know it, Channel 85 going to be on Roku. Mm-hmm. DC, I, I want to ask you, when you first came up to the Breakfast Club, right? I mean, you wasn't invited. I think you just pulled up on this one time. Yeah, nigga, I was invited, nigga. They came and said, you didn't invite me. Charlamagne invited me. You know what I mean? The beige rays. My man is just up here with the beige Ever since you lit that bullshit, this motherfucker been tripping. Give me a Hold up, man. I got to say something. Y'all got to raise up off Envy. He been in a lot of beefs these past few weeks. No, the fuck, that yes, was your fault. That's not my fault. You always be talking like niggas can't pull up on your white ass. That's man. Fault. It's three niggas downstairs. They wait for some goddamn body. They wait for you. But here's the thing, though. Y'all two is the worst. Why y'all so zesty, man? I heard that conversation with Gunplay. You answered the phone. Gunplay. And on the phone. And then you came on the phone. He's like, well, you know I smack you. Well, we just going to be fighting then. I'm like, y'all niggas. What y'all got going on, bro? I ain't never <laughs> And me on the phone He said I'll smack you Well we just gonna be fighting man. I'm like alright Okay Then you come up here It's an ass cake Y'all too man Y'all is No man What did he say bro we just gonna be fighting. Envy. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's a way to respond. That's a way to respond, Envy. Y'all know that. Envy gonna end up whooping the shit out of somebody. I hate y'all. But the record, yes, it, DC was invited, man. Yeah, I was I invited. DC. Man, man, ask, the, ask the question. Now, this man. was the first time. This, this is before you invited him. This is when he. When no, it he, wasn't. Yes, it was. I was always invited. I never I came to this motherfucker. It wasn't his wife. It was the one down there. I'm from the hood. I'm not going nowhere. Ain't nobody calling me to pull up. You know how long I've known them? Not long. You ain't even finna act like I don't know about before you know them. But you didn't invite me. He did. You ain't even know Chico's name. You He never knows my name. To this day, exactly. Like, I can see DJ Envy anywhere. He'd be like, that is not true. I'm making my business. If I see you, I'll run to you to say hello. No, you don't. No, you don't. Now, I'm seeing everything that you do outside of here, and you better say something, or I'm going to talk about you on air every time I come up here. Because ever since I seen you smoke that hookah and rub your nipples at the same time, Time. I was like, he did that at the turkey leg. He was, I was like, oh my God, Envy, you freaky in real life, bro. What you got going on? It's ridiculous. I don't know why y'all treat us like this is every time shit, we come up is here, that man. bullshit right there. But what was the question? I, I don't remember what, what the question was. You said you wasn't invited. You wasn't invited. I remember when you first came up here, you 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 felt like the industry didn't accept you at that time. I did. That, yes. No, I, fuck, I did. Yes, you did. I ain't never heard that shit. What the fuck? Ever 
since you lit that shit. This is a whole other nigga. Who is this nigga? It's not even DJ Envy. Come back, DJ Envy. Come back. You done sat in that damn chair, lost your mind. Carlos, what we doing while now, bro? Uh, no shit. I think they done with me, bro. I think they are done with me. So. And y'all, y'all on tour now, the three headed, the monster tour, right? Three headed. Yeah, like monster. I said, they done with now. Nah, yeah, we, yeah, we back on tour, bro. We uh, gotta go make sure these people see that it's real, man. So Thanks. we were already doing the three headed monster tour, and you know the the Netflix special dropped right in between that. So now we're just gonna go sell out some more days and add some more tour dates and you know things of that nature. We're just gonna keep doing what we've been doing because we've been on tour what five, six years yeah, straight. Six years. What's the difference between the three headed monster tour and the ghetto legends though? We the ghetto legends and same then we, name, we and same late. people, yeah, different names. Same people. Yeah. We can't. We're not about to do like these rappers and just keep naming our tour the same shit over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's so not creative. I, I thought y'all were doing something different, like coming out, like maybe as individuals doing your stand up. We already did. We that. did that already. We did that when we were trying to formulate the 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 foundation of how we was gonna rock, and then it was like, you know what? Let's make it different because. We do that already. Yeah. Like, yeah. we do the stand up mm-hmm. part already. If we focus on how do we perfect us being on stage together, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because that's the main thing that they want to come see. So let's come out mm-hmm. there and just start like that because that is the show. And that's, we got a lot of uh, lot of elements that we're doing. We can go back and do some more club dates, facts. some some theater dates, and, mm-hmm. you know, just mix it up. And like you said, go back to maybe coming out, doing some stand up, or just like, we got a whole lot of lot of things that we want to incorporate into the actual live show. So right. you're going to get to see a lot more than you've already seen. I, I, I y'all working, with y'all working so much, I was going to say, y'all on the road, we all fathers mm-hmm. up here. How do y'all make sure y'all still have time for the kids? Like I see you doing videos with your daughter, yeah, your daughter bossing you around. All the way. How do y'all make you know make it so that y'all can still spend that time? Because this is the time, right? You're on the road, you're doing the tour, you're doing the Netflix special, you're doing Wild and Out, you're doing so much. So how do you still get that time in? I mean, for me, it's just what you said, you know, making sure I'm central to where she is so whenever I do come home, I'm easily accessible. And whatever it is she's into, whatever she wants to do, I make sure that that's my main priority. I don't, you know, go home after being gone for a long time and try to figure out what I want to do with her. I figure out what she wants to do with me, and I just apply that, you know, and it makes it easy because she understands she's grown with me throughout this process. I wasn't famous when she was little. I was trying to get there, so she understands the process. So now she's cool with it, and she'll never look at me like a celebrity or nothing like that. I'm just daddy. So whatever she wants to do with daddy is what... I do, and the fact that I pour into the things that she wants, it makes it okay for me to be gone, because when I come back, she knows whatever she want to do, that's what we doing. You know, we go get our nails done. Anything she want to do, I'm with it, and that's the way I kind of try to make up for the missing time, because you can't get that back. You know, your kids need the time. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it is you can provide, they need the time. So I try to make sure that I... Whenever I'm with her, whatever she into, it don't matter what it is. What you want to do, baby? You want to just ride around? You want to go this place? You want to go that place? And we have conversations to where I help her understand. I don't lie to my daughter. I keep it real with her so to help her understand that, you know, it's a process. Daddy has to do this to be able to create a life for you so you won't have to be gone as much as I'm right. gone. That's you know what I mean? So that's just what it is. See how it is when you got a daughter that's all loving and, Daddy, I love you. I miss you. Let's go get our nails done. My son walk out of his room and be like, 
Damn, you still here? <laughs> <laughs> when you leaving, bro? <laughs> Fucked up. You be ready for well, you. Well, he look just like you. He act like you. That's you, bro. That's you. Every time I see his still. son, bro, I be like, bro, that nigga is Carlos Jr. <laughs> like, he ain't excited tall. about it. don't matter what you do. I used to him be like, what's up, nephew? He be like, yeah, nigga. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he probably can stay home by himself, so he probably want to be at the house by himself. Exactly. And he at that age where you know he want to yeah, spend a lot yeah, of time yeah, by yeah. himself. Yeah, so. I would. Too boy, oh, I could imagine yeah. having the internet. How old your son in He's uh 14. Oh. Do you talk to him like, look, I ain't ready to be no grandfather yet. Oh yeah, all the time. Okay, yeah, most definitely. You know that's gonna trigger him to go get some. That's his business. Uh -huh. He about he about that that age where he needs to start trying to figure it out. Oh okay, say no more. What about you, DC? I mean, same thing. What Chico <laughs> said, man. You know what I mean? When I get home, I just make sure. You know what I mean? It's all about them. Make sure that they taking care of. You dig what I'm saying? And. I just take it a day at a time because, you know, unfortunately my circumstances is different now, so I done became a full father. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, oh, shit. Like, I'm trying to grasp into being a full father, so I'm learning right now what is a full father. You know what I'm saying? And my boy Chico, he been doing it for so long, you know what I mean? So I watch. I watch everybody around me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and for, yeah, I just pick up on game off of just what he just said. I'm like, okay, so... I'm, I'm going to start doing that too. But you know what you said? We got to learn from each other because he just said that and that made me think about it. Damn, do I make my daughter do things that she right. don't want to do? I, that's what I'm, next time I'm like, what do you want to do? Let's right. do what yeah. you want to do. Yeah, it's just, for me, like that makes it easier because, you know, like even what Fly just said with his circumstances, like I've been through that with my father being killed when I was two years old. So I know what it feels like not to have 50% of what is responsible for you. So in me being there for my daughter, I just try to do all the things that I wish my dad would have been able to be there to do with me. And one of the things that I know would have made it hard for me is if I would have had to just settle for whatever he wanted to do. Right. And then, you know what I mean, being seen with, you know, him in regards to the way he wanted to be seen with me. Well, my daughter, it don't matter what it is. Them videos that we do, all them her ideas. Like, whatever you come up with, I'm cool with. I can't get embarrassed. If it make you happy, it make me happy. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, it makes it easier for us to be able to understand the that gap that comes when you know your kids grow up, you know, they get yeah. older and then, you know, it gets to a point where they be the only one to be bothered with you no way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She got a little boyfriend now, this nigga six foot six, 300 pounds in the ninth grade. So what? I'm like, Jesus Christ. God damn, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 You got to watch ain't that no nigga, man. No. Ain't no that nigga too no. big, man. What ain't you no. doing? Ain't no, nah, ain't no hell nah. I'm like, yeah, good job, baby. Don't fuck with no little niggas like your daddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't no but, little nigga, man. I mean, I'm in stature compared oh. to him, but all of that is, you know, me being able to have the conversations with her that I have makes it easy for me to be able to deal with that because she's not afraid to come to me with right, anything. Right, right. And that's the biggest thing in the world for mm -hmm. me because, you know, they got so many ways to hide information from you now. It's like, if you mm -hmm. ain't keeping it real with your kids, they gonna find out. And then they gonna look at you like you full of shit for not being the one that's telling them. You gotta Facts. talk to me about that. My, my daughter going to 10th grade, like, do you let them have time with each other? Like, I mean, I, yeah, they go to the movies mm -hmm. and they do little stuff like that. I mean, ain't no alone time. Like, yeah, this nigga yeah, yeah. six foot six, you're not right. about to be using that. Nah, not in my house. Nah, like, I don't lie to my daughter, nah. like, she don't believe in Santa Claus, she don't believe in no two fairy. Oh, ain't no yeah, two fairy getting you no money, <clears throat> and Santa Claus ain't did shit same. in this household. I agree with why, you. Why, why, why you, why you don't let them believe in Santa? We argue about Santa? that all the time. No, we I argue mean, about that because, see, my kids believe in, in, in Santa, right? Uh, he's parents, white. parents, he's parents, white. if you listen to we have this conversation. to you and fucking with Santa more. No. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. I'm waiting on Santa. You got me fucked up. <laughs> but you want them to, 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 to have that memory and that fantasy of sleeping me, at me, night and waking doing. up. No, 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 no. What we're doing, we're training our children to believe a lie. A lie. I agree. To no two fairy. Fuck no. The two fairy ain't flying in his hood. 
and putting no two dollars up under your motherfucking pillow. That was my stupid ass trying to walk in here and not wake your ass up <laughs> well, to put me, some money up under your pillow. No Easter money. Let me ask you this. Hell no, I'm religious. We don't, we don't do that if, no if you if you allow your kids to believe in something that you know isn't true, how could you get mad at them when they tell you something that isn't true? That's right. Like, how could you be mad you if, you, them. if you be like, man, where was you at? Man, I was with Santa Claus, daddy. Damn. But see, I just remember <laughs> that experience as a kid, believing in Santa and, and that feeling of hope. That's why people think I remember white, the man. feeling when I'm I found white, out man. that that shit was fake. And I was like, why the fuck she ain't tell me? Why they just ain't, you the reason why I ain't had no toys. Not Santa. <laughs> Damn it, man. I grew up in an apartment. <laughs> there wasn't no chimney for that nigga to come down. So I knew Santa Claus wasn't real. He ain't knocking on no door. That ain't his story. In this house. We got see, I disagree. What happened, Lowe? Santa Claus is real. Thank you. I seen the nigga. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. I seen him. He, he's, seen a, him? he's a black man. And he's not getting the credit for saving Christmas that he because he's black. So you, so you, you got everything you wanted for Christmas as a kid, Lowe? Yeah. Oh, he had a good childhood. I had the best childhood ever. Really? I ain't never heard for nothing. Who at Rich? Ghetto Rich. I had robots and Transformers and go-karts and G. I had over 150 G.I. Joe's. I had the bass. Oh, I had, I had that too. Castle Grayskull. I had that. Look at these niggas. Voltron. Trivets. Nintendo. Oh, my God. Atari, PlayStation. <laughs> every it. Nintendo. Sega Genesis. Had every Nintendo game that was accessible. Me too. Oh, man. I am. I am. I am. I am. You ain't grow up how we grew up, nigga. I know, right? I am. You know I smack shit out you, right? We gonna fight this. I ain't, I ain't never hurt for nothing in childhood, bro. We had literally everything. I stopped asking for shit because it was a possibility that I wasn't going to get it. Nah, 60% that I wasn't going to get No, you know what? 75. So you was trying to soften the blow of uh, It was like, what do I have to do in order for me to achieve yeah. what I want? That's how Damn. I had to get it. Nah, man. Wanda Something had to be done. Wanda wasn't going I'm like talking about outstanding, nigga. Like, valedictorian, nigga. You got to be, like, magnificent. If a teacher called me today, that shit put you back two years. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Nah, I, I stopped working when I was nine years old. My mama told me I'm responsible for what you need, not what you want. That's what real. you want is on you. Mm. So I was having to go get my own money from an early age. So I knew it wasn't no Santa Claus. Child labor laws. Hell yeah, all I the had way. Social Security. So once I realized I got my check oh, and look, it was coming in. Yeah. What? Cause my dad old, so you know when you old as a child, you know Social Security, you get Social Security. I did not know that. The you child get Social Security. Social I was getting Social Security, but when I see, I didn't know that until I got like in, in tenth grade. My dad would be like, "Man, why you keep asking for shit? Like your mama getting Social Security, you getting eight hundred every month." I said, "Eight hundred." <laughs> 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 I remember that shit I gave you that. I was like, "Eight hundred." <laughs> he said, "Ask your mama. Some of that money yours." I was like, "It mine." <laughs> It come in the mail with your name on it. Nigga, I went to my mom. I said, hey, mom, daddy said I get a social security. Yeah, I be paying the bill. I said, I you know got that. Got your ass whooped asking but about that money. he told me it was eight. <laughs> <laughs> so as a man, I told my mom, I swore on everything. I said, look, do what I, I understand. You got to pay the bill. Listen, you ain't got to worry about me no more. Give me half, and we're going to treat it like a job. I get 200 every two weeks. You ain't got to worry about me. No nano criminal, nano. Don't worry about me. When I, my mama looked at me, and, and she was like, I could just see her think about, I ain't got to worry about him. I ain't got to worry about him. She was like, run it. 
nigga, ever since I was 15, nigga, my mama ain't had to do shit for me, nigga. So you ain't flip that 200 and get your little nigga, quarter spoon? Nigga, I was straight, hey, man, come on, no, bro. No, what's what? up with you, man? What you don't be trying to incriminate nigga? my man up here. <laughs> what you asking me? Leonard McElvey, come on, bro. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, all right. Don't worry about nah, it. Nah, I mean, I was a child, 15, yeah, yeah, 15, yeah, yeah. get 200, you know what I mean? So I stayed gambling, you know, stayed, you know, doing my thing. Mm. I was out of the way. Now, this was, uh, y'all was on the road this weekend, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. With the condolences, DC. Was that was that the first show? Thank you. Back? Uh, yes, Tampa and uh, Jacksonville. 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 Yes, sir. How, how did that feel? It was, uh, it was, it was, it was one of them ones where you don't know. You could train yourself for a fight, but shit, that nigga coming in and hit your ass one good time. You like, God damn, I ain't trained for that one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was a stepping stool that I just really had to, had to go ahead and step over because I got to. Mm -hmm. And I'm conditioned for it from when my cousin passed. So when my cousin passed, I had to hurry up and go back to work. So I knew what it felt like, but I was like, I ain't never lose no spouse. You dig what I'm saying? So, but I had love from my brothers. You dig what I'm saying? From the team and from Tampa, the Jacksonville, man, they came in and, and the love was just in the air. So I never felt a dull moment. Mm -hmm. Now, on stage, I ain't gonna lie, I had a couple times where I was just like, who gets set together? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it was just like, you know what? You here. God has yeah, equipped yeah, yeah. you to be here. This is the moment. People are watching you right now. Continue mm -hmm. to give them that work because you're helping so many people out that's watching you. And, you know, like I say, man, my brothers, I got to commend them so much, man. They, I don't feel it on stage when I'm with them. It's just when I look at them, I know we we, 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 we good. And what makes your faith so strong? Because you, you've helped a lot of people, like you said, cope with what they're dealing with because they've seen how strong that you are. Man, God is real. And, you know, I come from a, a church background, you know what I'm saying? But when you find your own relationship, this ain't about nobody else's relationship. This is all about me. It's it's my relationship with God. So I'm only speaking from experience and plus other people experience who are also God-fearing and they walk and talk in the same matter as me. Mm -hmm. And when you read the Bible, it, it gives you lessons. It give, it teaches you. So when you have your own experience in the real world, a lot of people want to go straight to I'm such of a good person. Just because you give good in the world don't mean your life going to be great. That's right. Because a lot of people would take what happened with you, you losing your, your cousin, and, and they would take that as this God doesn't exist because that would never have that God would never allow that to happen. That's and you life. took and you took it the other way. Life. People gotta understand life. You wanna you think you a Taurus, you think you a Scorpio. No where does this shit come from? You believe that over believing a higher power. I believe in a higher power and I understand how life goes. We can't get mad at how our life goes. We can only control our emotions and how we react to it. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I done been in other traumas prior to this where I done had those moments mm -hmm. and those fallouts and then I was like, ooh, I'm tripping. This, if this some this small can have me trip out, I wouldn't be equipped to deal with this type of shit that nigga we done went through, nigga, we, mm -hmm. what? So I had to learn from the small battles. So when I learned from the small battles, it got me equipped. So when the big battle really, it's like, yeah, all that shit you been reading and all that shit you been talking about, nigga, this one you put that shit to use, nigga. Mm -hmm. So it's like, use it. This ain't a game. You feel me? And the strength that he's done granted me to keep going, bro, it's only him, bro. I, but you gotta, I gotta go in front of people that make these folk laugh, bro, and continue being a, 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 a mogul to people who's watching and learning. Because you gotta teach while you're doing this shit. Mm -hmm. It just ain't about entertaining, nigga. <clears throat> we, we teaching and learning together, nigga. I'm using my experience to teach you, but I'm also, whatever I'm learning, I'm showing you. And even my brothers have been through trauma, and we have learned together through them mm -hmm. where we had to be there. Nigga, I done seen my brother cry. We done, we laughed, but I done seen both of these niggas cry. Mm -hmm. Where it's really like, 
Nigga, we dead to in each other's face like, nigga, you, nigga, you got it, nigga. Don't you break, nigga. We don't you fucking break. You are who you are for a reason. We gonna be right here, and we gotta keep going. And through those moments is the reason why the dynamic is how it is and mm -hmm. how it's moving mm -hmm. because we all God fearing. And even through these, through these, through these traumas, bro, is the real lessons in of you using what you know. Right. You using your knowledge because you can sit there and be like, oh, if that was me, this is what I would have. Nigga, the battle won for you. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's why they say you, you a spiritual being living a human existence. But just because you spiritual and you got God don't mean human stuff not going to happen. Bro, we human, bro. Right. Like, we Questions. human, bro. Like, we human. And the social media has taken the toll of trying to desensitize the enemy's plan and desensitize all of the enemy's wrongdoings. And they like, well, you're not emotional enough on, on Instagram. And it's like, that's not what you promote. You don't, pro you human. So you already know that's possible. I have to let you know that God is real and God is keeping me uplifted. God is in this situation that makes sure I'm strong for my children. God mm -hmm. is in the situation to make sure that I'm able to do this for you. God is in the situation to, to make sure that everybody is still reaching out to him to giving him the praise even through the midst of pain because y'all want to, soon as something happens, you want to say, well, why me? Or, or question God. You're not even understanding the purpose when you start doing that. Once you start questioning, you will never find the answer. Mm -hmm. You got to sit and be still. When you be still, he's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. And you'll be able to see that everybody that, that's not following the same, that you because when they speak, you will hear. And when other people speak, I heard all the People don't understand. All the prayers, all the text messages, all the love that y'all was giving, I felt it. I felt it. So it was like, okay, that's God's energy right there. Let me know that these are other God-fearing people that's standing with me. So it's like when once I move, I know I got three, four million people that's going to move with me. Just make sure we to keep the journey strong. We're not going to be like Moses. Every time God tell him something, well, I don't think I'm equipped. I'm equipped because you told me to do it. So I just got to find the instructions. Where's the manual? Just sit and be still. The people are going to come. You'll get the signs. He's going to talk to you. But you don't move how the... The human mind would move, <coughs> only move in the spiritual mind. Because mm -hmm. the human mind, we already know that. That's where the questions, that's where the doubt come in. That's mm -hmm. where you you feel like you're not going to be able to make it. But the spiritual mind going to always tell you you're a soldier. It don't matter how many scratches you got on your back. If he keep waking you up every morning, if he keep giving you the energy, nigga, you better strap on your motherfucking boots, nigga, and use whatever you're going mm -hmm. through as motivation to reach the finish line. Why would you not reach the finish line and you done went through all you done went through? I gotta make it to the finish line. Yeah, it's the it's bright side of bullshit, man. You got to be able to look at the bright side of bullshit because you can't avoid bullshit. It's just you, it's, it's it's unavoidable. It's just when it's your turn, and when if whenever it's your turn, it's all about perspective. Like a lot of the things that people look at as setbacks in my life, but to me was just gateways to new thinking. You know what I mean? And w new ways to look at shit. I remember my uncle got murdered. I remember. I was feeling every emotion you can feel. I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm confused, I'm everything. And then when I walked outside in front of that hospital and everything was still moving, mm -hmm. all right, baby, I see you later. All right, don't park right here. All right, man, hey, I, we going to lunch. It let me know that, okay, my world is crushed in shambles, yeah. Yeah. but the world is going to spin That's regardless right. of what I got right. going on. Mm -hmm. So when you create your bubble, the people that are within it, that's what they are there for. That's why you got to be real selective with who you let be around you because when those times come, when that bullshit comes into your life, it's best to have people you can lean on. Like when I was standing in front of my mama casket, these two brothers was right there. 
like you know when he went through what he went through we was right there and we all have been there for each other but it's very important that you find people that are reliable enough to be there for you when life comes and it's something that you can't control because the world is just going to be looking at you like oh oh okay let's see what they do but we got to make sure when you got that circle your circle got to be strong enough to be able to prop you up in those times when you need to be propped up because if you don't have nobody it make it that much more difficult for you to keep getting to the finish line like yeah. he said man both of y'all absolutely right and it's, yeah. it's, it's so it's so when i watch people and they like man they not sad enough like y'all ain't with these people 24 7 365 you Facts. don't know what they're doing outside right. of Facts. social media it's just weird that they expect y'all to be on social media crying but and see, showing you every thing, moment see mm -hmm. people gotta understand this is a forever thing y'all want me to lose my mind right now so if i lose my mind right now who gonna take care of my kids mm -hmm. who gonna take care of my family and who said i ain't lost my mind Shit, I lost mine. That, that's time the thing. Mm -hmm. who, who, and, and when I did lose my mind, you didn't. You weren't concerned about that last tragedy. Mm -hmm. You were just. What was you then? Mm -hmm. So when I learned through all the tragedies, and I understand, I said, "Man, you know what? When I lost my cousin, that was the first time I was. I was. I was angry with the world. First of all, I never questioned God. I never questioned what's going on in my life. I'm angry with the world because I'm like, oh, y'all niggas got me fucked up." Okay, you think you can do what you want to do. And I come from a background, you can't do what you want to do. And you, you took somebody, and this innocent, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing on nothing. I said, okay, the world got me fucked up. So even when I'm praying, I'm crying. I'm in the midst of pain because I'm like, I don't get it. This bullet wasn't meant for us, an innocent bystander. We don't even know who to go to. What's going on? Be still. Mm. Be still. This is the first time my family felt pain as a unit. Mm. We gotta make sure that God is still in the midst of them because now everybody's is in shambles. Be still, continue. Not only that, this is getting me equipped for what I gotta do two and a half years later. Mm. So now mm. two and a half years later, it's like, bam, and it's like, ooh shit, I done been in this position before. Don't get angry. Okay, I know not to get angry this time. I'm more so confused, I'm shocked. I'm in a state of, this is every day for me. This is a new norm. I was trying to get used to the old norm, the new norm, but now this is a new, new norm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, every day I wake up with a feeling, of, okay, I want to throw up. Okay, damn, all right, all right. I'm having mood swings. I won't do shit. I don't want to do shit. All right, damn. But in the midst, pray. Just, I need some energy. I need to get my strength right. I need to make sure that I don't fall into a place where I don't continue the mission because mm -hmm. I know it's bigger than me. You see what I'm saying? Because that's the human part of mm -hmm. why I'm feeling like this. So we cannot allow social media and what mm -hmm. others think of how they would supposed to handle a situation because they trying to live through you. Mm -hmm. This is your battle. At the end of the day, if he want that battle for somebody else, he would have gave them that battle. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm hearing all the people who sending me the comments saying, watching you, you done led me back to God. Watching you, I was going through this, man. Now I'm talking to God. Watching you, da 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 I see now I got to get with God. I don't care what the world talking about and what the stock's talking about. Nigga, how many houses you sell? How many shows we sell? God is bigger than all that shit. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Bigger than all <clears throat> that shit. And I stand on that, nigga. I'm like, I'm such of a firm believer. A nigga come in here right now with a pistol and be like, nigga, Denounce your God, nigga. You better put that bitch through. Because I'll never be Paul. I'll never do that. I'm going to have the heart of Joseph forever, nigga. And that's the only way that I'm able to get through. 
any of this, bro, because if I couldn't, bro, if I didn't have that, I'm telling I'd probably smack shit out of everybody who walk up on me. No cap. But well, we just gonna be fighting then. Do you remember the first moment you had when you had that that damn God is real moment? All of y'all, all three of y'all. I mean, since a since a since an early age, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't the moment when you realize he keep bringing you through shit and you watching everybody else like allow their the things to go in their life just bring them down like they just be i'm a fighter bro i come from fighting like mm -hmm. i i fight through everything I, if you give me a situation and this shit hard it's like a game bro if you feel like this game is whooping your ass something you doing wrong you gotta think strategize be still watch why you getting your ass whooped mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then learn from you getting your ass whooped so you won't get your ass whooped no more. So it's just like once I realized, man, God done blessed me, my mama, my family, and he continued to keep blessing. It's like, you know what? I done been bad before when I didn't follow his word. And I seen where that got me. I said, oh, shit. Let me tighten up. That ain't it. Maybe the thing that I want to do ain't good for my best interest. And not, mm -hmm. not, not saying my best interest. Now I got to start thinking for other people and what would be, okay, he answered my mama prayer. All this that's going on, I'm like, but he answered my mama prayers. He answered my prayers too, but I see the smile on my mama face. I'm like, you got your prayers answered, didn't you, baby? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go hard for you knowing that we God-fearing because I want you to continue to believe as well. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So we always been God-fearing, and we always kept God in our household. And, and nigga, I never stopped following you. What about you, Lowe's, when, when you first saw God? First? Yeah, first ever. You was like, man, God is real. Oh, man. There's, there's a lot of times, but like I would say the most recent, because like DC said, sometimes it's like, you don't necessarily be living wrong or out the loop of God, but sometimes God will put you in a situation to remind you mm -hmm. that you are covered and that you do have a mission and that he does have a plan for your life. And the most recent time that like really, like my wake up, I was in the studio with some rappers, friends of mine, and some things went left and some robbers ran in, but it was this dude in there who was like, was like with these dudes who was pulling off this, you know what I mean? And he looked at me and he recognized me and he said, bro, he ain't got nothing to do with that. And then once he said that, like this, all this chaos and robbery is still going on in the room. Once he said them words, it's just like, I wasn't even there no more. So was, as I'm leaving and I'm thinking like, how did I put myself in a situation where it's like, I'm not even in this world. Right. Like this ain't even my fight to be in. It mm -hmm. could have all ended right here. And I would have just been a comedian. They got killed with some rappers for some shit I ain't had nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And from that, this was before any of the any of the things where I was like, where I was writing down my goals and really focusing on, you know what I'm saying? Like having a direction of where I'm going. After that moment, it just made me take everything a lot more serious even my relationship with God, because it's like, what if that would have been the end right there? Mm. How long ago was this? A couple years ago, a couple years ago. For me, it was definitely when my, after my uncle's murder. Like I had dealt with a lot of death in my life, like even starting with my, death is one of the first things I had to learn how to deal with with my father being murdered. So I had already had an understanding of what it was because I grew with it, but my uncle Reggie was like my father. It was the closest thing I ever had to a father, and then him being murdered made me feel like you know, I didn't, I wouldn't say I questioned God, but it was like, 
more so like, damn, what did I do to have to keep going through all of this? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it was a real dark time in my life. I would probably say it's the darkest time in my life just because I was so young, you know what I mean, being 14, 15 years old and not understanding. And I was active at that time, real active. And in the city I come from, is you know, is is real treacherous. You're either a victim or you're not. And so, you know, I make a long story short, I was outside tripping, you know what I mean, tripping bad. And my big homie Jay, my Uncle Jay, salute to you, he came and uh, – I'm sitting outside on the car, lunched out. He said, man, what you doing out here? And I'm like, man, whatever. And he was like, man, took what I had on me from me, went in his house, came back with a book called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Mm -hmm. He said, man, take your ass in the house and read this book. Now, this is somebody that I highly respected. So it wasn't nobody I was going to buck on because I didn't really want that problem because I already had too many that I was creating in that time anyway. So I went in the house and started reading this book. And when I started reading this book, it was like God was talking to me in a way that I never heard God speak to me before. It was like he was talking directly to me and me reading this book. And it gave me an understanding because I was so lost. Like I never felt that. I didn't, already didn't have no guidance. My daddy was gone. This nigga was like my daddy. He got killed. We still living in this environment that's fucked up. Every man, and I didn't always been somebody in my life. I ain't never been a regular dude. I've always been somebody that had some motion because I was forced to go out and get that. So I had niggas that was, you know, hating on me and mad at me because I'm me and I'm just lost. But this book saved my life. That process saved my life. And it's God was talking to me directly like, hey, man, I know you're going through everything that you're going through, but you're special. You're a special person. You can't go out trying to be like the environment. You can't let the environment dictate your reality. And from that point on is was the, the turning point in my life. Like me sitting here today is because that happened like that it, without that moment happening for me, I probably would be dead in jail without question. Man, boy, comedians really is really be what do they say tears of a tears of a clown. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But you don't understand. It's like we forced into them situations. These right. guys know once like my mother dying was one of the most tragic things that ever happened to me, and that happened right before I was like literally right before I went on stage, like on New Year's Eve, and then like after she passed. Like, you know how they tell you. Like, yeah. you know, the doctor tells your mama she wasn't going, she wasn't even supposed to make it to Thanksgiving. I'm like, Thanksgiving? Like, we done did Christmas, New Year. Mm -hmm. So she died on the last day of the year. Mm -hmm. And then I still had to, like, like getting that news, showtime is in, you know what I'm saying? I'm literally getting ready to go on stage. I don't even got time to process it. Process, process it, right? right, right. So I go on stage and just, like, have a great show. But then I got off stage, it's like my damn legs wouldn't even work. It's just like God gave me just enough to get through this yeah. show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. they, they had to scrape me up off the floor after that. Hell didn't you, yeah. Didn't you say something at the end of the show? I think somebody told me about that show. They said, didn't you say something like, hey man, thank y'all? But Oh yeah, because it was like, I said mom? thank y'all because y'all don't even know. I'm, I lost my mama Yeah. right before this. And there, it was like, it was a New Year's Eve party. The whole party just stopped and was like, you you gotta be joking. Ain't no way we just did what we just did right, right. if you hurting like that. Right, right. Bro, they stopped the whole joint. We had to, like I said, they had to scrape me up, man. We had to do a prayer and all that. Ain't nothing and like that, man. Ain't nothing like it, bro. I, I watched my mama die, bro. I went in that hospital room. It was my first time being able to touch her and see her the whole week because of that COVID shit. I couldn't even touch my baby. And the first time I got to lay hands on her was when I was watching her pass away. And I went out into the hallway and it was like 
like I said, I've been dealing with death my whole life. I've been to way more funerals than I've been to anything else. But I had never felt no pain like that. Like it had opened up a hole in me that I'd have been feeling up since then. But like I said, it's the bright side of bullshit. After leaving and going home and talking to my little brother and we going through the process, I realized, man, it was like I was sitting in the car in front of my complex and I was like, man, her dream came true because she left here before her boys left here. Mm -hmm. And even though I watched her pass away and what that did to me, knowing what it would have did to her, in reverse, if she would have had to watch either one of us go out like that, she never had to go through that. And that's the circle of life. So it's a level of understanding that I had to get to. Like, man, you are here for a reason. You do your work, you leave. Right. That's just what it is. So she did what she was supposed to do in that time. But all of those things, like Fly was saying, you go through all of these things and you it prepares you for everything that comes that you don't have no control over like it's certain parts of life we control and there's certain parts you'll never had no control over but for me the understanding of the parts that i don't have control over came from just me knowing that hey man everybody got a date and don't nobody know when that date is so you either going sit around and wait to die or live until it come you know and that mean? really that's like that's life changing that shapes how you view the world nice. when you go through something that's life changing like that like we're sitting here sharing this with y'all and it's like We've already been through the most most hurtful shit. Right. Like, won't nothing ever hurt as much as that. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Just like mm -hmm. we're flat now. Like, nothing ain't going to never top that pain. So when we go out and we maneuver through the world, we already know, like, we already been through most of the worst. So mm -hmm. it ain't really shit outside that can make us feel the way that that felt. Exactly. Right. And then you like, right. most, everybody dies. Most people never live. So mm -hmm. we about yeah. living and we about you know, projecting that type of energy onto the people. Cause as much as we've been through, we know, man, them stories that's in that crowd right. is, who who knows what those you know, stories are. What they Probably going coming through. to y'all for They right. coming to exactly. us, but not even but knowing they don't that have we the coming strength, for them. But they it, don't have the strength to sit here and, and not saying we calm, we still. See, it's a difference. You're not calm, we still, we waiting on direction. We waiting on how to move. We mm -hmm. waiting on when to move. We waiting on what we supposed to do when we move. Because when we move and act off impulse, it's not in the best interest for nobody. Right. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nobody. If we wanted to move when we first heard any news, the first thing we wanted to do, like Chico said, ain't no telling where I would have been. Mm -hmm. Ain't no telling what we would have been. So we all got that 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 God fearing spirit and, and and the spirit that's around us is letting us know like you taking care of. See, people be trying to figure out and try to make their life so perfect, like ain't nothing gonna happen. When you understand life, we in here with y'all today, right? Doing this interview, ain't no telling what's gonna happen tomorrow. That's real. The day after that, that's real. So we can't sit here and be sitting here like. Well, life is this and life is that. No, you got to take everything that's coming in your way and be like, okay, how can I still be a better me? Because you're going to cry. You're going to trip. Mm -hmm. I trip the most when ain't nobody watching. Like when my, when my girl passed, the first two, three days, nigga, I was trying to get my thoughts and my emotions together. I'm I'm, I'm playing hard facing. I'm just trying to be strong so I can be like, how you feeling? That got me because now I got to respond. Mm-hmm. And you I ain't got no fucking response. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, 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 my responses come over from days and days of praying, and I'm like, who? Me and Carlos done had talks. I'm like, bro, bro, this is like my second day talking about it, bro. I couldn't even talk. Like, I'm. This is therapy for me because I ain't even go talk to nobody. I don't fucking know and tell them some personal shit. So we, even through these experiences, it's like 
by God being in him, he led him to me because he like, I need you to go talk to your little brother. I need you to go be there for your little brother. So I see when people got God in them, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I fight so hard because God got my back. Nigga, he going to send me everything I need. Nigga, he going to make sure I'm straight. That's fact. Long as right. I keep doing what I keep doing, nigga, I see that. Mm -hmm. My people that behind me, the whole 85 South, them folk God-fearing, man. I had soldiers behind me the whole time. So at the, at the, at the end of the day, when I break or when I do have my moments, I look up. I got niggas that's like, hey, nigga, when you done, we got your pistol. Yeah, we got your boots you ready. Now. We ready. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, say no more. And that's you that's something saying? we try to instill. I uh talk to some kids at the Steve Harvey uh boys camp that he does and they they shout out to Steve too. No, 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 no. <laughs> shut your goof ass up, <laughs> Leonard McElvey. This no, here, man. All the way. No, nah. But um, you know, salute to Steve, you know, big he wanna come up here. Too. Yeah, he wanna come up here too, man. So he, he said Steve Harvey said he's been saying it for a while. Yeah, he's been saying it for a while. But anyway, uh I was talking to the kids and you know, one of the things that I tried to instill in them and the preachers is, you know, when I look in the mirror every day, I'm excited about what I see. And mm -hmm. that's what I want for y'all. The same excitement that y'all had when I walked in the room, I want you to have that excitement when you look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Because that's the most important person in your life is what you see when you look in the mirror. It don't matter how excited you get when you see anybody else. If you don't love yourself enough to be able to stare in the mirror and be happy about what you got to go out here and face the world with, then you you know you putting yourself at a disadvantage and that's right. something that we you know all give to each other there are all times we all be like man my nigga the nigga be like man look nigga fuck wrong with you you tripping and that's necessary because you know it's coming from a place of love some people you ever had a motherfucker give you a compliment and you know they hating for Hell real yeah. you know what i mean hey man i'm so proud of you Congratulations! Congratulations! Man. I'm so proud of you. Good job, man. On DJM, you had oh yeah, you had GI Jones. Oh yeah, good for you. They and hating on us. They hating on GI Jones. Exactly. Exactly. I purposely did it that just to show you, like you know, you get way more of that than you get that genuine mm -hmm. love. Because sometimes the compliment ain't a compliment. Sometimes the compliment is a nigga telling you, "Hey man, fuck wrong with you, boy. Straighten up." Mm -hmm. And you need that just as much as you need to give me a hug you know what i mean and that's important because we didn't been able to you know curate that type of relationship with each other and i think that translates to the people that's how you end up going number one and white people shock like well how did they do that yeah, because right. we done been pouring love into our people since Absolutely. we they've been looking at us you know oh, what i mean right. we done traveled across the country all the way, praying, praying and helping, all, helping and all types of stuff, and ain't telling, no, and ain't telling nobody. That's the crazy part. Yeah, we just look like just, this, man. <laughs> exactly. Really, God got us on a mission. I wanted to ask y'all that. Um, when it comes to being still, right? We all talk about being still after something bad happened. Y'all just went number one on Netflix. Now y'all got to be still. What is God telling y'all? Keep going. Mm. Yeah. Keep going. It's like if you if we know what it took to get to that point, so it's like. If we can use that as a gauge, all right, so we had to work that long, this amount of shows, this amount, okay. So if we want to get to the big, big bag, we're going to have to do this three times, mm -hmm. three times as much. You're going to have to keep doing the same work. You're going to have to keep doing this. I'm going to have to keep doing it. But we still going to have to do oh, more boy. shit on top of that, too. Oh, boy. We're going to have to do, we got to do more prayers, wait more fasting, more this. everything. So wait till you see this. I see it. 
Cat, what up? Oh my Thank God, you, man! You didn't brought the ass back in here. I went to go. The shit was in the bathroom. What the fuck what? is this? Your feed niggas in the bathroom? What y'all doing up here? Like, what did you do to Why the butt cheeks, bro? Like, did you stab him? Who? Yeah, he did. Oh, you I'm stabbed about to say, I didn't him. Touch these butt no, I'm not talking about no, which one. He poked the butt cheeks. Ptolemy poked the butt. Oh my man! Whoa! That was a mean part. I pulled out my blade. Hey man, yo, you need to chill out, bro. And then it's blue and white. This this was thought out. That ass got ass shot. Can shots. you put blue and white in here? <laughs> this is crazy, oh, man. This oh, nigga got question. a botched ass kick. Oh, damn, my name was on there? Yeah, your name is on there. <laughs> Look at you. Like... Yeah, your name on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you see what I'm I saying? I put your name all on it. <laughs> Y'all did a zesty, my oh, man. I'm, I'm talking fun. about, hey. Man, what, gonna, you get, what you get Charlemagne for his birthday besides He's the cake? Like, yes, you get him a gift? I got him a couple of gifts. Okay. I got Charlemagne a couple of gifts for his birthday. Charlamagne, what, what gifts did you get for your birthday, man? man? I don't know. It's for, I was going to say let's end with a prayer, but you can't end with a prayer with the no, butt cheeks on the Y'all always want to get a no. I, wanna ask, you see what, I just asked Carlos and Chico. You know, everybody always talks about being still after something bad happens. Right, right. Y'all just went number one on Netflix. Facts. So you got to be still. Facts. What God telling you? Uh, You know, the plan is, 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 is still in effect, you know. Just always be cautious. Make sure... You just solidify your spot in heaven. Make sure that when it's your turn, you when you go up there and you reach our heavenly Father, you are pleased at what you've done on earth, mm. and you get to look at our heavenly Father and be like, "Man, did I not try to stand on your word? Did I not try to continue to live righteous? I ain't perfect because at the end of the day, you go get everybody who's not perfect. Mm -hmm. All your twelve disciples are hoodlums." That's right. <laughs> so you That's know right. us. That's right. So it's like I understand that I'm not perfect, but did I try my best to be the righteous person and live by your word? And I, I just want to make sure that I solidify my spot because what I wanted to do, I didn't, didn't, I didn't do. Out of every situation that you gave me, I never went to the left. I went to the right. Did I not please you? I hope I did. Can I, did, did, did I solidify my spot? And if he opened up them, them heaven gates and be like, come on in, that's be the best moment to me. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I live right on that earth, boy. That's right. And success is, you know, it's all in, it's all how you perceive it. You know what I mean? Like, we understand that God has a, you know, he's blessed us, man. But when you think about where we all come from, like, my man, main goal was not to go out like a patch of grass. My dad ain't had no headstone. Like, I didn't beat the game. Damn. I didn't beat the game a long time ago. So right. now all of this is just, you know, staying consistent and being accountable for what it is that you say you're supposed to be doing out here. Like, you just don't squander your gift. I think all of this is just a result of us not squandering the gift that God gave us. Like, you're going to be able to reap the benefits of everything. Like, Facts. your blessings are yours. Can't Facts. nobody have them but you. Right, right. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, it's just going to be a bag of unclaimed blessings laying around somewhere because nobody else can have it. But when you see God put three people together like this and we are able to create an element within the world that allows us to receive a blessing as a unit that most people would do anything for, that let me know, like, okay, That's we right. didn't beat the game, Slim. Now yeah. we just... You know, we got, it's like the Super Mario. When you get the star, that's what it feel like. Like, it feel like we got the Super Mario star, and all we got to do is just keep running. Anything we run into, boop, 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 gotcha. boop, we knocking it out. You know what I mean? Facts. So who's, who's the best prayer in, in the group here? 
man, DJ yeah. Envy. Don't we want you to close out on the prayer? Why your white ass don't be praying? You need to be, you need to pray. It's DJ Envy, Heavenly Father. I just want to let you know, from the Breakfast Club, we love you. Give me this, your boy, DJ Envy. We got a special guest in here, God. You know what I mean? We got some special guests in here, God. I just want to say, God, won't you bless my brothers? You know what I mean? Squat down tonight at the pearly gates. You already know we got the hottest new song, Scarlet, coming up live at the pearly gates. Get the fuck out, New York and heaven, if you're not with God. DJ Envy. I'm not praying with y'all. DJ Envy. Hey, Bob Salsa, Chico, baby. Make sure you go screen the Ghetto Legends on Netflix right now. Hold on, have y'all ever prayed on here? Keep going. Keep going. What? Keep going with the double. Uh, we'll get say, make bro. sure you um check out Ghetto Legends on Netflix. Make sure you subscribe to Channel 85. Make sure you go get all the 85 South merchandise, man. Yeah, sure. yeah, get us back to number one. We didn't went. We didn't went. We didn't. 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 We Okay, here we go. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we come together humbly, Heavenly Father, and we just want to continue to just give you all the praise and give you all the thanks, Heavenly Father. We're thankful for everybody that's in this room, Heavenly Father. And we ask humbly, Lord God, that you continue to just keep me and my loved ones healthy, safe, and protected, Heavenly Father. Even through the midst of pain, Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Heavenly Father. Even through the midst of confusion, Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Heavenly Father. Even through the midst of all the worriness, Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Heavenly Father. And we just want to continue to live righteous and be obedient and respectful to your laws and your commands. Commandments, Heavenly Father, and we pray for the strength, the motivation to continue to just stay focused and inspired and to continue to just do your will and just walk in our purpose. And we just want to continue to give you all the praise and walk with gratitude, Heavenly Father. And we pray for the strength, the motivation to just stay focused and inspired. In Jesus' name we pray. In Yahshua's name we pray. Amen. 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 85 South right. Show, hey. It's the Breakfast Club, 85 South Show. Good morning. Thank you did. <laughs> Yes. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.